Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're so happy that all of you are here. God bless each and every one of you. We thank the Lord for the work that he's doing, and we give him praise. Amen? Amen. You know, saints, as we're progressing through this year, it's about over, you know. Yes, this year is almost over. We, this is the end of uh, October. There's only November and December left. And I can remember when we started off in January. And um, it's it's been a journey. Amen? It's been a journey. We've watched our entire world change right before our eyes. And we're still adjusting and accepting and growing and moving forward and doing the things that God would have us to do. Amen? So it's a blessing that we are here together and that we're believing God for better, greater, and more. Amen? We're believing God for better, for greater, and for more. You see, God has blessings for us. He always has blessings for those who persevere. The Bible says that we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him out. So we're going to continue in our diligent search for the Lord. We're going to continue to grow and to change and to believe and to transform into that image of Christ that he's called us to transform into. You know, he said, only those that do my Father's will will be coming here. So we want to go home. (laughs) We really do. We want to go home to be with Jesus, so we're going to change. We're going to do whatever he says to do so we can go home. Amen? When it's time to go, we want to be going. So whatever that requires of us, that's what we're going to do. Amen? Praise God. I want to thank again, saints who come up before the broadcast and pray and intercede for the broadcast. Uh, It makes life better. It makes it easier for me on this end. And I appreciate the time and the effort that you're you're giving to it. I ask, uh, requesting that more of you join us as you are able. There is a blessing. There is a blessing for putting your hand to the plow and plowing with us in the gospel. Amen. And I want to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we come before you, we ask you to forgive all of our sins, all of our sin, Lord. Even the things we haven't even realized that we're doing wrong yet, we ask for your forgiveness, your mercy, and your grace. We forgive all such that should be forgiven by us, Father, and that's a lot of people. But Jesus Christ became sin for us, and so we bow ourselves before you, Lord, and we obey you. And we honor you with obedience from our heart. We truly do forgive them. All of those that persecute us, all of those who hate us wrongly, 
all of those who attack us in the realm of the spirit, even in the natural. We want to thank you, Lord, for showing us what we need to know to overcome and causing us to overcome in Christ Jesus our Lord. We want to thank you for every blessing, every kindness, every favor that you have released upon us in your abundant grace. We want to thank you for blessing this time of seeking your face, Lord. We want to thank you that the prayers that we lift before you, you will receive before your throne. You will hear and you will answer. We want to thank you for our constant transformation as we put our flesh aside and we make time to seek your face, Lord. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you, Lord, for the inspiration and the power that you release to us continually as we press into your presence, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you honor and glory. We ask that you wash us in the blood afresh. We ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit afresh, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask that you release your wisdom and your knowledge to us, Lord, that we might better cling to the way of the Lord, that we might walk in the paths of righteousness that you have set out before each of us, Lord. Thank you for training us. Thank you for disciplining us. Thank you for chastising us. Thank you for teaching us and correcting us and admonishing us and reproving us and helping us to be what you've called us to be, Lord. We, wanna, we want to please you, Lord, with our lives. We want to please you with our lives. We ask you to draw us into a deeper devotion with you, Lord, and help us to realize the importance of what we are doing, that it's not in vain to come up three times a week and hear what you have to say, that it's actually making a difference. It's making a powerful difference in our lives and in the world, Lord. We wish that others would join us and catch this vision that you have given us, Father, because it's a very powerful vision. It's a strong vision, you see. People must have some place that they can get delivered and get set free and get healed and get taught and get answers to their prayers and the answers and solutions that they need, Lord. People have to have a place to come to, and that's not every every place that calls itself a house of worship nor every place that calls itself a church, but it is here. People have to have some place they can come to receive miracles. Thank you, Lord, that we're that place. Thank you that you've made us and called us to be that place, that you're upholding us by the word of your power, that you're filling us with your grace every moment. We want to thank you. We want to bow down before you and honor you, Father. We ask you, Lord, to take away anything among us now that displeases you. We release it to you now. All the cares of this week, we release them to you. We cast our care upon you because we know that you care for us and that you'll take care of us, Lord. We've tried your word and found it to be true. And so we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, for the difference that we are. We've been, some of us have been to other churches. And we've had that experience, but it's not like this experience. This experience is quite different, Lord, and we cherish it. It's precious to us. 
And so we thank you for providing it for us, Father, in Jesus' name. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, and we love our lives not unto the death, Lord. So we want to thank you for tonight's broadcast. We want to thank you uh, as we delve into your presence. We want to thank you for the instructions that you've given us, and we look forward to meeting with you privately in our prayer closet, wherever we may be, and fellowshipping with you, Lord. It is a privilege, it's an honor, and it's surely a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, internet, international internet church, and we meet on the internet every Wednesday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, whatever time that happens to be wherever you are. We also have a local church assembly, and on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we meet together as one, as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. So we want to invite you to join us. We uh, would like to let you know that at the beginning of our services, we celebrate Holy Communion. So it would be uh, advantageous to come prepared to service. Amen. Praise God. So, saints, I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been mailing out tracts all week, and I know that God is moving. I know he's preparing a blessing for those whose lives will be touched and for us. Amen. I'm very excited about it, very happy. And I thank the Lord for allowing us to do this. Uh, I've been a part of uh, other churches in the past, uh, some who were outgoing and some who were not. (laughs) Amen? Some who were outgoing and some who were not. So I'm grateful that we have decided we're going to reach out because this is Miracle Outreach Ministries. We're going to reach out. Amen? Amen. We're going to reach out. God bless us one and all. Um, I want to give you a little word of reminder for next month. Yes, we will have a fast, but as we have discussed in years prior, we will eat with enjoyment, with thanksgiving. We will celebrate. We will have a pleasurable time, but we will not overdo it. We will not ever go back to gluttony in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. We will never go back to gluttony again in Jesus' name. So now that we're in agreement about that and some of us have lost some weight, we are happy in the Lord. Amen. And we are looking forward to fitting back in clothes that we haven't been in in a while. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's right. You know, I have to start talking to us about that or else it will be next month. And then I'll go, oops, it's that time again. Amen. We're not ever going back to gluttony. We we like 
to please the Lord with uh, the discipline that he's placed in us. That's an honor and a blessing for God to give you some discipline. You know, the world isn't planning on using any discipline. Amen? The world isn't planning on using any discipline at all. They're looking forward to indulging in gluttony. And we're looking forward to enjoying the blessings of the Lord without gluttony. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. See, we celebrate, but we do it the God way. We celebrate, but we do it the God way. Amen. So where was I going on? Okay. Father, I want to lift up to you this particular time of seeking you. Our hearts are humbled, Lord. There's some people that we've been missing lately, and we lift them up to you. There's some people who need to overcome, and we're lifting them up to you. There are those of us, Lord, who could use some refreshing. There's some of us who need a word from you. There's some of us who need some rest. There's some of us who need some encouragement. There's some who need some strengthening. So, Lord, whatever our need is, whatever that need may be, we thank you that you've come to answer. And as we push our plates aside and humble ourselves before you, you'll be on the scene. You'll be there to meet with us, to help us through every difficulty, every challenge, every unusual circumstance, and you will bring us through victorious, Lord. We have all faith and confidence in you because we lean not on our own flesh, but rather on you, Lord. We're leaning on you. We're finally learning to lean on the everlasting arms. Thank you, Father. It's been worth all the lessons to learn this because this is a worthy lesson. So we look forward to this time, Lord. We thank you for the instruction, and we thank you for the peace that we're already experiencing as we're entering into this special time of seeking your face. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name, and thank you for the blessing. Amen. Now, those of us that need a word from the Lord, God has his own way of doing that. Some of us uh, expect certain things, but God may not do it that way this time. He has the right to be God, regardless of what we think. And he's not in a box. No, he he doesn't come in a Cracker Jack box. He doesn't, he's not like that. God is going to speak his way. It may be through circumstances, it may be through a person. It may be through somebody that we don't know and have never seen before and will never see again. Regardless, he's going to speak. Amen? So just have your heart open and prepared because when he does, it's going to be profound. I can feel it. It's going to be profound. It's going to be profound. Amen? So. 
walk around with your little, you know, that little pad, your little sticky pad, and something to write with. Because when he, when he, it might just be one word. When he says it, you need to write it down. Because the devil will attempt to steal it from you right then and there. The devil get away with that. Amen? Don't let the devil get away with that. Hold on to your word, okay? Amen. Praise God. Really, Lord? Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, you teach us to be kind to one another and tenderhearted and forgiving us one another because you, for Jesus' sake, forgave us. <sighs> Somebody said, Lord, that marriage is one of the best chances to grow up. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. It might be an opportunity, but for some people, Lord, it's just training. Nonetheless, Heavenly Father, for those who are married, thank you for the spouse and the family. Help us to put aside all bitterness, wrath, and anger so that we will be able to work on the issues of our marriage with your help. We pray for our spouses right now. And as we do so, we know that you're changing our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our spouse, Father. We believe you gave them to us because you did not want us to walk this walk alone. Teach us how to communicate better, to be tenderhearted toward one another, and to be submissive to each other. Help us to do everything we can possibly do to develop our marriage into the model you gave us in Ephesians chapter 5. Thank you for showing us that our marriage can be a relationship that is like Christ's relationship with his church. Help us to do our part, Lord, even if that part is being quiet sometimes. Thank you for joining us to our spouse as one flesh. Help us to love and respect our spouse at all times. It is our desire, Father, to serve you. Help us and our spouse to make the conscious choice together to choose to serve you at all times. Lead us to put you and your righteousness first in our lives and in our marriages. Thank you, Father, for showing us that our spouse heirs together of your grace of life with us. Show us how to honor our spouse so that our prayers will never be hindered. Lord, we believe you are at work in our marriages here at MIC, and we thank you that the troubles of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory you are going to reveal to us. Now, Father, we pray for those who are exiting the marriage state. Father, we ask that you cover them physically and that you remove that desire to have someone there physically because they're exiting into the single state once again. Help them, Lord, with that transition. Give them the grace, the strength, the might, the wisdom that they need to transition smoothly, Lord. Help them to keep their eyes focused on you, learning to trust you 
knowing that there is someone to lean upon, Jesus Christ the righteous. We thank you, Father, that every need is supplied. We take authority, dominion, and power over Satan, attacking them in the name of Jesus Christ, attacking them in their sleep, attacking them in their emotions, attacking them in their finances, attacking them in their body, in the name of Jesus. We cut them free from every evil lust in Jesus' name. We break the powers of every marine and water devil that has come to manifest itself in uncleanness in Jesus' name. We command those demons to be bound, to go into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We call for the fire of God upon those demons right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You can no longer manifest yourself. Can't bring feelings that are not a part of the single state. We release the holiness of God into their vessels, into their lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for giving them the strength and courage to go forward every day in Christ, clean, chaste, and pure. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. For those that are continually single, like myself, we want to thank you for the strength to be an example to those who need one, an example to show the world that, yes, you can be single in Christ and give him glory and honor. And no matter what others have said about us, because they say ugly little things, Lord, we forgive them. They're not God. They didn't set the course of our lives. It's not for them to determine who we ought to be or how we ought to be. We belong to the Lord, all of us. Regardless of our merit, we all belong to the Lord. And we are all blessed in the Lord. And we thank you, Father, for your continual outpouring of love. We thank you for healing the wounds of the past. And for bringing us to a place of peace and satisfaction. In Jesus' name, you open your hands and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Thank you, Lord, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So, Lord, it's a great day in the kingdom. It's a great day in the kingdom. We have no need of fear because you've gone before us. We have no need for self-pity or despair or rejection or hopelessness or depression or heaviness. We have no need of those things. We are free. You have set us free, Lord, and we thank you for our freedom. We thank you for our freedom, Lord. Father, we pray for those that are still struggling in the married state. They're miserable, some of them, Lord. I mean, they're just downright miserable. Some of them are in circumstances, Lord, that hardly anybody could stand to live in. Some of them live in bondage, Lord. So, Lord, we ask that if they're associated with this ministry, that you move on their behalf. Oh, 
to bring the situation to a place you would have it to be, Lord. Lord, we've had all kinds of relationships in this ministry. We've had people that were married to wizards, people that were married to witches. So, Father, we thank you for bringing the healing, the wisdom, the knowledge, the grace, the power, the understanding, and the satisfaction that comes from knowing that we are now pleasing you with our life. Amen. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' holy name, amen. You know, saints, let me talk about this for about a half a second. You know, um, families have a way of trying to manipulate you. They do. They love you, and they think they know what is best for you. But nobody knows like Jesus. Nobody understands like him. And while they may think they're encouraging you in a way that is the best thing, let Jesus tell you what to do about your life. He's the one that sent you to this planet to begin with. He knows what he's looking for from you. You Realize they love you and they want the best for you. And they're going to keep trying to get you to do what they think is the best thing for you. But nobody knows but Jesus. Amen? Nobody knows but him. And if you're in a marriage situation that's crumbling apart and the Lord does not put it back together, thank him. Thank him. You've got to realize there have been people who tried to stay someplace They should have left, and it cost them their lives. That's just the way it is in this world. So if the Lord is not going to heal that and he he brings it to a place of closure, thank him. In tears, thank him. Amen? Tears, thank him. There are better days, and the best is yet to come. Amen? Amen. And besides, you have a family here who loves you. We're going to love you and support you no matter what happens. We're going to love you and support you no matter what happens. Amen? We won't be judging you. We'll be praying for God to heal you and strengthen you. Amen? Amen. So know that you are accepted in the Beloved, and you're accepted right here at Miracle. Amen. Praise God. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Find Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power 
of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and the workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, watching, listening, peeping, whispering familiar demons, and all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attacks, Leviathan spirits in their attacks, brainwashing and kundalini spirits in their attacks, water, marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, all unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils and their attacks. All pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits. All sorcery devils and their attacks. All electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. All force feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology. Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause Neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding on vibrations, which are demons, binding on seducing, womanizing drone spirits, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. Binding the Havana Syndrome, brain changes, injuries, Lewy bodies, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Binding all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components, everything coming from what we call outer space, from any orbit, from any uh, uh, planet, from any star. From any galaxy. From any planet, from any a station planted on a planet, from any satellite, through any cell tower. And through our electronic devices, we bind the works of the devil, and we return those attacks, those beams, back where they came from, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean. Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, Greenland, 
Ralalario kunde di brisha dere de okura. Yarru gulere di asende de brisha dere de okura. Lere di ande. Rike di riburusha katere meniste kura. Runge de riburusha de di yasi. Ada kuri kise de Thank you, Holy Spirit. Middle Middle Eastern, Arabian. Origise taramaroga, regise tarabar. Mediterranean, ruga ka ru desi. Irugulari ande de brusha de riburusha kiasa. Israeli, Palestinian, Urigi, Ralalariasa, Russian, Aru Ukrainian, Rike Chinese, Japanese, Aru Korean, Rike Dura Lalariosundra Barakiasa, Malaysian, Ruka de Riabrisha de Diosularia, Kurkise Be, Rakakuru Kunde Riabrisha de Ridia, Islander, Ruka de Riabrisha, Tribal Group, Indigenous Group, Arigise, Ralalario Kuru Kunde Riabrisha, Kisa Tarabruka, Yarrikisa terebrike de radioso, bandarabrise la radia, rula radiosundrebrike, binding every coven, rula radiasata, Canadian, rukote, UK, reke de rukundro brisha radiosundrebra, yarrukundri brisha de radio, the European Union, rokada, ringa de brusha, rakakunde, rikinde de brusha, Germany, rike de brusha. We bind the Antichrist spirits in all these places in Jesus' name. And with all these groups, we bind global cabals in Jesus' name. We bind every group that is under the umbrella of the Illuminati and their agenda and their many agendas and their methodology and their end result in the name of Jesus Christ. We fight back. We push back. In the name of Jesus, we bind them. We bind their plans. We bind the demons that lead them into error. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Father, we ask that you release your warring angels against these demons. In Jesus' holy name. We bind covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, shamans, Divinators, charmers, witch doctors, and liars. We bind the covens of liars in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the UN and its wicked plans in Jesus' name. The WHO, the WEF, Rika de Rebrisha Yosuta, Ruka de Rebrisha Bilderbergers, Rika Laladia, Runga de Rebrisha Radio Yosunda Rika de Rukata, Rula Radio Sunda Rebrisha de Riosola Radio Sunda Rabra, to name a few, Rula Radia Saladio Sunda Rabra, Kuri Sita Rika de Riosola. We bind the spirit that works in the children of disobedience in Jesus' name. Rala Radia Kia, Rusula Radio Sura. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind witchcraft from Mexico, from Venezuela, from Costa Rica, from Jamaica. From Haiti, from the Dominican Republic. From Aruba. 
rakakia rosola de kiete de brishe yarrokola de yosundra brike ala de yosunda rikise rike de rabrosha de yosundra brike eshe de dio rakakonda de brise de dio sunana we bind all Morgellons attack every attack to the senders we bind the culture of corruption worldwide father doing this season the witches buy for power and we take authority dominion and power over their rike de contest we bind the powers work the sacrifices done all the wickedness and occult activity taking place during this particular season we hand it off to the lord jesus christ the bible says all power belongs to god so we bind their powers we take it from them in the name of jesus and we pass it we transfer it to jesus christ because all power belongs to god we bind their illegal use of supernatural powers in the name of jesus christ and we ask you father for the adjudications of the righteous judge against all such behaviors and religions and cults in jesus name rakunde risite de bruka de brashaladaya Father, we are closer to the end, so we request more adjudications from the righteous judge concerning these matters in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the queens of the coast in Jesus' name. We bind them in their wicked powers and all their drug paraphernalia and drug selling in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of sorcery in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their interference in government activities in Jesus' name. We bind their interference in elections and election results in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift before you and request adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the House of Representatives of the United States Congress. Thank you, Lord. We bind We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return the attacks to the senders in Jesus' name. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all satan- the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and all witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bulls and bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind 
the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and all of his agents. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender our witchcraft attacks through channeling the satellites and against and the satellites against the websites and the apps. Returning to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, uh, hexes, vexes, and such in Jesus' name. Returning Nigerian witchcraft. Returning uh, tribal witchcraft. Returning Chaldean witchcraft. Returning all Spanish witchcraft. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drinks, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial Religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charm, time magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding, synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons, stripping them of their crowns and powers, and transferring them to Jesus Christ. We're binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells, and potions. We bind all vampire spirits. Voodoo, hoodoo. Ancient art, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age movement, the Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirits and the children of disobedience. Yes. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, 
lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic medicine, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings. We chain them with eternal chains and darkness, send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, sexual, sexual, blood, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, unfocused mind, idle mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, on all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. We bind you and chain you with eternal chains under darkness, send you into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and pact in Jesus' name. We bind the ceremonies, the pledges the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, the rituals of every secret society, and those of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind all of their works, no matter how many uh, centuries that they have been doing this. We take authority, dominion, and power over it. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. The Bible says, that whatever we bind on earth, you bind in heaven. We thank you for your agreement in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Lord. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all. And we loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see ears to hear and hearts to believe and minds to receive what the spirit of god says to the church we repent of an evil heart of unbelief we ask you father to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence lord we've come to loose the bands of wickedness to undo heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth lord develop in us the love for the truth lead us into truth your word is truth make us to know the truth and your truth will make us free when the enemy comes in like a flood 
the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you, to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief, in whom we serve and obey. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us, to be bound and leave us now, in Jesus' name. Any devils coming through the web pages of our computer or our cell phones, which are also computer computers, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and of Israel and of Palestine. And for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted and were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our transportation, the mode of transportation we happen to be using, even if it's not even our own vehicle, Father. We thank you that you have already released your power and grace for us to be covered and protected at all times, Father. We thank you, Father, for thwarting the plans of the enemy in our lives where our transportation is concerned. We bind the works of the devil, and we ask you, Father, for speedy repairs when they are needed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for protecting us, and we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, your warring linking angels, your praising angels, Father, their linking shields, but mostly we thank you for your very presence in our midst. We ask you, Father, as we pray, as we do spiritual warfare, that you remove the protections of the enemy, that you remove their shields that they're hiding behind in the name of Jesus Christ so that all that's being sent back will arrive at its destination in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. Father, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anything the devil's trying to do to get into our dreams and to keep us disturbed in our sleep. You give us peaceful and precious sleep. We thank you, Lord, for your warring angels warring over us day and night. We thank you for your personal protection in our lives. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, everything sent against us in Jesus' name. We cut and destroy all silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy our walls of protection around the witches, the warlocks, the wizards, the Satanists, the nanotechnology, the globalists, the shamans, the witch doctors, the divinators, the liars, the soothsayers, and such in Jesus' name. We break the powers of their charms, love spells, vexes, fetishes, and other spells and bewitchments in Jesus' name, and their death spirits, their witchcraft, their potions, their psychic powers and psychic warfare, their mind control, voodoo, pain, sickness, and destruction, their incense and candle burnings, enchantings, ungodly blessings, incantations, hoodoo, crystal, root work, and everything else they try to send, even tribal rituals and sin, in the name of Jesus. We send it right back. 
In Jesus' holy name, we return to sender. Spirits of murder, bitterness, hate, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, envy, jealousy, fear, heaviness, blindness, and bondage in Jesus' name. We break the powers of the devil over our lives and over the lives of our loved ones in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for standing in agreement with us. We thank you, Lord, that what we have bound on earth, you have bound in heaven, and what we have loosed, you have loosed. Thank you for your agreement with us. Thank you for praying. We come into agreement with your adjudications on every situation that we have presented to you and others. And we thank you for the answers and solutions from you to the prayer requests that are prayed here and that are in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. We give you the praise for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And we release the rest of God on the people in Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Mm. Praise God. Our featured Proverbs, Proverbs 24, and our featured verse for meditation comes from Proverbs 21, verse 30. Our featured ebook is Deliverance, Releasing the Mind, Steps for Deliverance. Releasing the mind. You know, witchcraft works in the mind. I said that one day, and and a particular person never came back to church again. <laughs> well, that was interesting because that person had a lot of witchcraft in their background. I guess those devils knew I was coming after them, eh? You suppose? I guess so. We're going to talk about the way of good. The way of good. Ha. Huh. Amen. And we're going to begin with a scripture that we know. We're going to the book of Leviticus chapter 20. Leviticus chapter 20. We're familiar with this scripture, and we're going to visit it now. Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 20. And we're going to be in that particular chapter for two verses. Leviticus chapter 20, and we're beginning with verse 7. Sanctify yourselves, therefore. Sanctify yourselves, therefore. Hmm. Sanctify? Yes, that's what God said to do. And you sit there and you read, sanctify, okay, knowing that you don't know exactly what that means. And some of you will ask God and some of you won't. Amen? Some of you will ask the Lord, Lord, what what does that mean? What what do you really think for me to do? Amen? What, what, What are you saying? Well, saints, God is saying to separate ourselves to be holy unto him. You know, you can't hang out with Satan and Jesus at the same time. You can't 
drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils too. You're going to have to pick a side. So God is saying that you sanctify yourself. You determine which way you're going. Are you going with God or are you going with Satan? And if you're going with God, then separate yourself from the things that are not God to him. And be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. If you're going to run with Jesus, you have to be holy because he is holy. He's the holy Lord. He's holy. There is no uncleanness in him anywhere. So all of these things about life that are offensive to our God, we have to separate ourselves from. Amen. That's what he's saying. So let's go to verse 26. Same chapter, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26. And he says to us, and ye shall be holy unto me. Not unto every spirit that is, no. Holy unto me, for I the Lord am holy and have severed you from other people. I've completely disconnected you from other people that you should be mine, he said. You're going to be mine and mine alone. He's not going to share you with the demons. That's exactly what he's saying. He's not going to share you with the world. He's not going to share you with idols. And he's not going to share you with demons. Do you understand? I hope you do. Amen? I hope you do because he's very serious about that. Amen? The practices of the world, the things they do to worship devils, we cannot partake of. We can't partake of. There are things going on in the world that we can never be a part of because we have changed, we have turned, and Jesus Christ is the Lord of our lives. He is our Savior, and he's our Deliverer. He's our God. And so we will be faithful to him. Amen. Faithful to him, yes. And in that faithfulness and reverence to the Godhead, there are things that we can't do. There are sins that we cannot partake of. There are demons that we cannot come near. We don't want them attached to ourselves and to our lives. We can't just get in our emotions one day and decide to fornicate. It just isn't going to work. If Jesus is going to be your God, you don't get in your emotions one day and commit adultery. Usually that requires some planning. Because you belong to the Lord. You have committed your life to him. You've given him your life, your love, and your loyalty. And that's where it stands. Now, I realize that there are people that are listening that are not fully committed to the Lord. And that's the open door that the enemy keeps using in your life. You are not completely sold out to Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you, the longer you try to straddle that fence, the more uncomfortable in Christ you're going to become. You have to sell out to him. 
You have to become fully committed to him to reap the benefits and many of the blessings of the kingdom. You can't play the fence with him. He he paid the full price. He paid it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. And that's the way it is. And as long as you try to have one foot in the world and one foot in Christ, you're going to be a miserable person. Amen. Severed means to part or break off as by cutting or with force, especially suddenly and forcibly. Suddenly and forcibly. To put an end to a connection or relationship, to break off. So God has broken off suddenly and forcibly our attachment and connections to ungodly others so that we are able to maintain good relationship with him without being double-minded or unfaithful to him. That's right. But you know, saints, you've got to walk in agreement with God in that. You must walk in agreement with God in that. And there are people who consider themselves Christians that don't do that. Amen? They're what we call backslidden. Psalm 119, verse 63. Psalm 119, verse 63. Psalm 119, verse 63. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. So what the psalmist is saying is I can be friends with people that actually do reverence God. They actually reverence him. They worship him. They respect him. They honor him. They love him. They serve him, and they obey him. That's what it means when when it says, of them that keep thy precepts. You obey his word. So I can be a companion with those that fear and worship the Lord and that obey his word, that obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. These are the persons that I can have free course and fellowship with, and not others. Amen. So who is that companion? Who is that companion? Well, those who reverence and trust the Lord and obey him. Some of you will discover that you are related family sense to persons who do not meet these requirements. Amen? You are related. Some of you are even married 
to persons who do not meet these requirements. Love them. Pray for them. But the scripture stands as given by God. The scripture stands as given by God. Love them. Pray for them. Do what you can and what the Lord will allow you to do for them. But the scripture stands as given by God. Obey the word. Obey the word. And this is a challenge if you're married to a person who is not faithful to God. This is a real challenge. It's a challenge because there are are spirits in the person that's wooing you and pulling you away from what you know that you ought to be doing in Christ. They have they want to do this and they want to do that and they want to do the other. And they've got all these goals and aspirations and inspirations to do things that perhaps you would rather not do because you belong to Jesus. Amen. If you married someone when you were not yet in Christ and you you came to the Lord after after that time, after the marriage began, there is a special grace for you to walk with them. Amen? There's a grace given for you to walk with them as far as you can. Amen? There is. So, you will have to spend much time binding their demons. Amen? Binding their demons and their manipulative ways and tactics. Because they're easily influenced by demonic and satanic entities. Worldly entities. It seems to attract their attention, worldly things. And they want you to go out and experience the world with them. And you want to worship the Lord. But God has grace for you if you are in that predicament. Amen? Know that God has grace for you. Happy are all who perfectly follow the laws of God. Happy are all who perfectly follow the laws of God. Happy are all who search for God. And always do his will while rejecting compromise with evil. Ah, yes. Happy are all who search for God and always do his will while rejecting compromise with evil. Choosing by an act of our will to walk only in God's path. So, in Proverbs chapter 15, God gives us some help. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 31. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 31. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. Really? Yes, the ear 
that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. A reproof is basically a scolding. It is being called out for wrong or unacceptable behavior or criticism for a fault. I'll say it again. A reproof is basically a scolding. It is being called out for wrong or unacceptable behavior or criticism for a fault. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 2 Timothy Chapter 3 and verse 16. The whole Bible. I guess I ought to read the scripture first. Okay, I will. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture, every last one, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. The Bible is profitable. It helps you. It is profitable for doctrine or teaching. It is profitable for reproof that we just talked about. It is profitable for correction. You're out of the way, the Bible will bring you back in if you wish to be brought back in. It is profitable for instruction in righteousness, in right living with God and man. Amen. So the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us to realize what is wrong in our lives. Wow. Yes, that's what the word of God does. It straightens us out and helps us to do what is right and pleasing to God. The Holy Spirit said, tell you that again. The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us to realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do what is right and pleasing to God. That's right. So, Let's visit 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Be not deceived. Don't be led astray. Don't go around thinking you're right when you're wrong. 
And don't go around thinking you're wrong when you're right. Be not deceived. Don't have uh, the wool pull over your eyes, as they say it. Know this for a fact, that evil communications or evil associations and companionships corrupt good manners. You know, I, I said to you on Sunday that God has been spending a lot of time cleaning your life out. He does not appreciate uh, the garbage that's being uh, re-entered into your life through associations that do not please him or associations that are mishandled and move into sin. Associations that are mishandled and move into the realm of sin. He doesn't like that. Think words are spirit. Jesus taught us that in the gospel. They minister death or life. Words are spirit. They minister death or they minister life. Even persons who claim to be Christians who still have a house full of demons do this. That's right. Any old thing's liable to roll out of their mouth. You can't depend on just life coming out of their mouth. No, it doesn't work that way. When you listen to their sinful talk, such as gossiping, backbiting, foolishness, or whatever else, their demons flow to you. That's the truth. Yes, it does happen this way. Their demons flow to you and become familiar with you. Their demons flow to you and become familiar with you. The more you associate with such persons, the more their demons flow to you. The more you associate with persons, the more their demons flow to you. Ever wonder why you feel tired after talking with them? Well, here's the answer. Your spirit man is in direct conflict with their devil, and the war is on. That's why. If this connection becomes a constant in your life, then their demons transfer to you. Their demons transfer to you. You see, all the demons you have are not uh, natively yours. Some of them were hitchhikers, and you let them hang around long enough to get in. That's the truth. Amen. So, in the opening prayer, you hear the following. We bind the transference of evil spirits. That's what I'm doing. And you ought to be in agreement with me as I do that. Amen. 
I teach you that at the end of every day to disconnect yourself in the spirit, loose yourself from every devil, every evil person, every wicked event, or ungodly situation which you have encountered that day. But I know that you don't do what I tell you to do, but you ought to. If you fail to do this, you will eventually become infested with their demons. And their demons will start to manifest out of your life. So I'm going to say this. I don't know why I'm saying it, but I'm going to say it. If your daughter has a friend and that friend becomes pregnant, it's time for your daughter who is not pregnant and is not sexually active to disconnect from that other girl, even if she's related to that other girl. Because if she does not, those sex demons that brought that situation about will then transfer from the pregnant girl to your daughter. And that's the truth. It has happened over and over and over again. It's a real world. Real demons, real God, real godly power. Amen? Amen. So, people's conversations connect them. And when people have inordinate conversations, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Conversations that are out of God's order. Conversations that are not pleasing to the Lord. They transfer their demons from one person to the other person to the other person to the other person. Amen. We're going to talk about this more later on, but yes, that is the case. Amen. And those of you who talk too much, to listen too much, and gossip too much, there is always the feet of Jesus. You may go there and repent. Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen. So as I was saying, I teach you that at the end of every day to disconnect yourself in the spirit. Loose yourself from every devil. Loose yourself. Heavenly Father, I loose myself from. Now, how easy is that? Every devil, every evil person, every wicked event or ungodly situation which you have encountered that day. If you fail to do this, you will eventually become infested with their demons. Why? Why would that happen to me, Pastor? Because you allowed it. That's why. And it may be, and it may eventually alter your own personality. So therefore, God says, do not choose deception. Evil companions, friends, relatives, 
associations, these things will corrupt you, will corrupt the work which God has begun in you. Amen? That's what this scripture is saying, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Don't be deceived. Don't tell yourself a lie in your head that it isn't going to matter and it isn't going to touch you and it isn't going to bother you and blah, blah, blah. For instance, someone that's having a marital distress and they come to dump their marital distress in your ear before it's all over, the devil will have his way. First of all, you should use wisdom to say, excuse me, um, but for you to share that kind of information with me means that you have moved into infidelity. And I do not wish to be a part of your marriage by familiar spirit. I do not wish to be a part of your marriage, it's discord or anything else with it. It's none of my business. I don't want to talk about this nor hear about it any longer. I want to be free of this. I want to be clear of this. I want to remain pure before the Lord. But you see, there are people who do not honor boundaries. There are boundaries around marriage. There are boundaries that should not be violated. And when they are breached, the whatever is going on in the marriage floods someplace else. So, perhaps that information will help you. And if not now, in the future. Amen. You see, God has set certain persons in the body, pastors and teachers he has set in the body. And they are not allowed to breach their marriage relationship by flooding all of their marriage problems on anybody. They're to go to God or to their pastor, and that's it. Okay, that's the way that works. They do not have the right to come dump their marital problems on you. And you should never allow for such. Praise the Lord. That's sin. It is sin. S-I-N, sin. Amen. So, that's how we live a Christian life, in purity before the Lord. Amen? In purity before the Lord. So, if you listen to them, you will start acting like them. So get some good sense and quit sinning. Just stop that. Yes, their wickedness will corrupt your good morals. Let's go on to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. 
He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Saints, spend time with wise persons, and you'll become wise. But if you are friendly with fools, you'll be destroyed. Why? Because the curses that are in the life of the fool will soon become your curses as well. And that's the way it happens. Amen. Saints, bad or unrighteous association can cause us to compromise our godly convictions. You get too close to somebody and you're trusting them and you're opening up to them socially and emotionally and they're espousing convictions that are different from yours, those spirits are going to pull you toward the ungodly activities. And that's what's going to happen. And if you're not aware and astute spiritually to realize what is going on and to seek the Lord and to ask him what's going on so that the proper corrections can be brought, you'll end up where you have no intentions of being, doing things you had never planned to do. It has happened before. Well, I'll give you a good example off the top of my head. Solomon, God warned him many times about strange wives. And what did Solomon do? Disobey God. And his strange, idolatrous wives led his heart away from God. He built a, 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 a church. I think almost every one of them that had a different God. He went into idolatry at the end of his life. It didn't matter the fact that God had highly favored him. He did not stay true to God to the end of his life. He became subject to his idolatrous wives and their many foreign gods. So, That should be a lesson to everyone. Well, think about that, if you will, saints. When you get a minute, think about that. So you say, well, I don't see anything wrong with them. You know, some of us have been around certain people for so long, we just accept anything. We don't put up any standards and say, well, you know, I don't know if we can continue quite the way we did before. You see, we we don't see anything wrong with him. Well, if that has happened, then you have become blinded and bewitched by their devils. You've become blinded and bewitched by their devils. What does this mean, Pastor? Well, okay, I'll help you. It means that you have compromised to the point where you are now calling evil good and good evil. That's what it means. Oh, she's, she's, just, um, she's just going through that little, you know, they have that little, um, that little app, you know, 
and all the neighbors get on it and tell you all their business, and she's just doing that. No, that's sin. That's sin. Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah, let's go join Isaiah. He's faithful. Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5, and we're going to verse 20. Isaiah chapter 5, and we're going to verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight and this is god saying woe and when god says woe it's really bad it's really bad it means you, you're no longer able to discern the difference between good and evil. It's become blurred. It's blurred. You have wandered away from Christ so that now you say what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right. Now you are walking in the vanity of your own carnal thoughts and being wise in your own eyes. You think you know it? You think you got it together? You think you've got it all? Well, guess what? You're wrong. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Trust in the Lord, not yourself, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So what's the evil? The evil is you're not trusting God completely. You're trusting yourself or someone else. The evil is that you're leaning to the your own perspective and your own opinion and your own thoughts on the matter when you should be using God's thoughts. What is the evil? The evil is that you're not acknowledging, you're not calling God before every decision. You're hauling off doing, well, I'll just, and that's how you get yourself in trouble. Well, I'll just. You you see, you're supposed to be being led by the Spirit of God. Well, when you move into, well, I'll just, you've just moved away from the Spirit of God. You're making decisions without him. Be not wise in thine own eyes. You don't know everything. You don't even know most things. 
you probably don't even have the right perspective on the situation at hand at the moment because your vision is clouded. And it's clouded by your sin. Amen. So, saints, trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. That's why we tell you to bind every thought, to bring your thoughts subject to the word of God. Amen. In every circumstance, put God and his will first, and he will direct you. He will show you the error of your ways if you ask him to. He can show you why you keep going wrong. But you have to ask for that. You have to seek him for that. You've got to want to know. Not just for the sake of knowing, but for the sake of getting some work done concerning it. Amen? Don't be so certain that what you think is right. Go to Jesus. Listen to him. Obey him. Even overexposure to worldly counsel and the media, music, movies, TV, and commercials can lead you astray. Mm-hmm. That is the case. Let's visit Proverbs chapter 19, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 27. Amen. In this verse, God tells us to stop doing something. He says, cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes to error from the words of knowledge. In other words, stop listening to that that causes you to go wrong and do wrong and to leave the words of knowledge that I've given you to keep you on the right track. Stop doing that. Whatever the source is, turn the source off. Amen. The enemy will tempt us (coughs) by causing us to think that there is really nothing wrong with the lifestyles and the sins of others. We think, well, we've always been They've always been this way for as long as we've known them. That's what we think. Well, Joe's always been like this for as long as we've known them. But Joe's in sin. You've come to Christ. Well, yes, he smokes weed, but he's still a nice person. He smokes weed. Right in your face, up your nostrils, but he's still a nice person. We think, well, 
I know this gay man from work, and he's so nice. Or we're a great company. We offer a superior product, but I know that there's a lot of hanky-panky going on. Same sin is still sin. That's the truth. Sin is still sin. It doesn't matter who does it, how long they've been doing it, how long you've known about it, and just accepted it, it's still sin. All right, let's just deal with the truth. Saints, we must be very, very careful never to compromise with the people, so-called Christians or heathens, where we work, live, do business, otherwise communicate in our lives. We must be very, very careful never to compromise with the people where we work, live, do business, or otherwise communicate. If you do, you will soon be following their evil ways. So, here it comes. Okay, saints. So, your third country move is an avid, multi-level marketing manager. He is always coming up with some new scheme to make a ton of money. You ran into him while visiting your brother. So he invited you to come to one of his business meetings because he was launching a new pitch. Do you make an excuse not to go? Do you go with your brother? to be included? Besides, you're curious to see if you can make money. Or do you remember Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, and excuse yourself to the restroom to seek the Lord? You answer. God's waiting for your answer. No, pastor's not going to give you the right answer. You answer. God's waiting to hear your answer. All right. Let's go again. So you met this woman on Facebook, and she said that she's a Christian. She has a lot of problems with demons and witchcraft. So do you... Decide that she needs your help and start to war with her demons? Or do you seek the Lord's counsel? Or do you tell her to listen to Miracle Internet Church and politely disconnect from her? The Lord is waiting for your response. Saints. We all have important choices to make 
in our daily lives. We all have important choices to make in our daily lives. Amen? We all do. But we have to make the choice that pleases the Lord, right? Psalm 141, verse 4. Psalm 141, verse 4. Amen. Psalm 141, verse 4. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Don't let me get all chummy in with them, God. So, we should pray something along these lines, saints. Lord, take away our lust for evil things. Don't allow us to want to be with sinners doing what they do, sharing their dainties. Father, we need conviction to separate ourselves from ungodly, unfruitful association. Oh, my soul, come not into their secrets. Unto their assembly, mine honor, Be not thou united. O my soul, stay away from them. May I never be party to their wicked plan. In Jesus' name. Hmm. Prayer helps to steer the direction of our lives. Amen. So, Psalm 119, verse 115. Psalm 119, verse 115. Psalm 119, verse 115. Amen. Don't forget, God's waiting for your response. I'm not going to tell you what to decide. It's your decision, your choice. Psalm 119, verse 115. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Get away from me, ye evildoers. For I will obey the commandments of my God. But you've got to mean it. You know, it's one thing to say it to God. It's another thing to back it up with action. Go away, evil people. Don't try to stop me from obeying God. You have to choose what stand you're going to take. Amen. So let's visit. First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six. 
1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse 9. 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse 9. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. Not just temptation, temptation and a snare, a trap, a lure, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts. Not a few, many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Amen. Amen, amen. Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Pretty easy to see in our world today. Which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Amen? So if money has your heart, I want you to know you can't serve money and God at the same time. You're going to have to pick one. Amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Amen. God just flatly tells you, don't do that. There's no point in you dating somebody that's an unbeliever, okay? And they're not coming to Jesus, like, very, very soon. It's just no point. Now, I do know of one person who um, who started to, well, No, she was just friends with the guy at the time. And she introduced him to her Christian family. And the Christian family went to work on the guy. They went to talking to him, witnessing to him, telling him about God, having those kinds of discussions, and he eventually became a Christian. And after that, their daughter... And that young man began to date. And years later, they married. But that's not the norm, unfortunately. That's not the norm. The norm is that some uh, naive and gullible young lady who's a Christian dates some guy, and her parents, are not discerning nor astute in the Lord at all. 
and they think he's just a nice, upstanding somebody, and he's not. And it doesn't take long to find out how not he is. And even sometimes he has turned out to be someone that's involved in a coven, in witchcraft, and in very deep wizardry. It happens every day. Amen? Amen. It happens every day. The parents sit there and they judge the young man on surface, not on spiritual. Okay? You see these things we do down here? We have to answer to Jesus Christ when we see him face to face. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. That's what God wants us to know. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Well, I don't want to be by myself. It's better to be by yourself and still going to heaven and in the favor of God than to not be by yourself with someone else that God is saying, no, 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 no. Well, why isn't he good enough? God didn't pick him. God knows everybody's end from the beginning. And he knows how it's going to turn out. He already knows this isn't the one. He didn't choose him. He's not the right one for you. That means you tell yourself no. You say, self, God knows what's best for me. I'm going to trust him and not my own emotions and not my own opinion. Amen? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. If he's out in another religion, he hadn't been cleansed. If he's a heathen, he hadn't been cleansed. If she's out doing something else, she hadn't been cleansed. Playing around with it. Amen? All you're doing is playing with demons. That's actually what you're doing. Amen? It may not feel good hearing this reproof, but it's good for you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. And have no fellowship, no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. You mean, Pastor, you want me to stand up and say that something's wrong when I know it's wrong? Yes. 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 Amen? Have no fellowship, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. But, but Pastor, it's just his friends that use drugs. Oh, no, it isn't. If those are his friends, he's doing it too. 
And if he doesn't, he soon will be. Come on, let's be. Birds of a feather still flock together, okay? You don't see an eagle hanging out with chickens. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 20. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 20. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. In other words, whatever that is that you're trying to get into, investigate, or whatever that is, if you didn't learn that in Christ, what are you doing? Are you doing? You know, um, there was a time when a friend of mine from high school, but we were adults by this time this happened, but we had been friends since high school. And she was telling me about um, that she was being approached for oral sex. And at that time, I didn't know anything to say, okay? So I went to God, and and this is one of the scriptures he gave me. But ye have not so learned Christ. That means oral sex is not in Christ. And since it's not in Christ, those that are in Christ have no business doing that. Why? Because it's perversion. It's an abomination. That's what God says in the word of God. If so be, verse 21, that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation or lifestyle the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind changed and transformed in the spirit of your mind so that you can come to recognize what is pleasing to the Lord and what is not so that you can govern your life accordingly. Amen? So God is saying that nobody has any business putting their mouth on your privates between your legs. And you don't have any business doing that either. Amen? Do we all understand that? I want us to be clear. I want us to be clear about this. That's what the scriptures teach. So I know that you've been somewhere around somebody and they, they're vague and ambiguous about it and they don't cut to the chase and say what needs to be said, well, I just did. Praise God. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Amen. Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. 
And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That's right. Get out of sin. God knows those that are his. And if you're naming the name of Christ, you're a Christian, get out of sin. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Starting with verse 6. Ephesians chapter 5. Starting with verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye therefore, be not ye therefore, partakers with him, with them. Let me do that again. Let no man deceive you with vain words. In other words, they're going to try to lie and twist and confuse you. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God. These things bring God's wrath you really want to experience it, but that's what brings it, upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye, therefore, partakers with them. Don't be participants with them. Come out. Come out. Get out of that. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Don't participate in these things because it brings God's wrath. I don't think you really want that. I would hope not. Amen. Saints, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins. For the terrible wrath of God is upon all those who do them. Don't even associate with such people. For though once your heart was full of darkness, now it is full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. Mm -hmm. Because of God's light, Within you, you should only do what is good and right and true. So, saints, if we continue with ungodly company, ungodly companionship, even in in circles where people say they're Christians, we will be punished with them. We will be punished with them. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Avoid them. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 
verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother, that means if anybody calls themselves a Christian, not to keep company with anybody who calls themselves a Christian and is a fornicator or is covetous or is an idolater or a railer, that means they're always in a fight and in a brawl, or a drunkard, you know what that is, or an extortioner. With such and one, no not to eat. No, you may not go to lunch with them. You may not go to breakfast with them. No, you may not go to dinner with them. No. That's what the word says. All right. You have to decide if you're going to obey Jesus. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 6, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves, that ye withdraw yourselves, that ye withdraw yourself from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. Amen? He's wrong. You know he's wrong. She's wrong. You know she's wrong. Withdraw yourself. Amen? We should pray, saints, for the Lord's help in these matters. Psalm 56, verse 13. 6, verse 13. Amen. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the land of the living? Go ask God to help you. Don't just sit there falling into sin, ask God to come deliver you. Amen? Plead your cause before the throne of God. Fight me. I'll pray for you. Don't just sit there and fall into sin. You don't have to do that. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. That means stop being foolish. You know better. You've been taught better. The word teaches you better. If you go to God and ask him, he'll teach you better. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. He will teach you. You desire to be taught and obey. Amen? You can't sit there and tell the Holy Spirit you don't know what to do because you can ask him to teach you. He can teach you how to live a holy life. 
but you've got to want to learn it, and you've got to want to do it. Amen. In chapter 15, verse 58, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Saints, God is serious. Expects us to, to do better than we've done in the past. He expects us to do better than we have done in the past. He expects us to overcome. We've learned more, some of us, than we knew before. We've become stronger. We know how to pray better. We've learned five scriptures. We ought to do better. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We ought to do better. Amen. We ought to do better. So we want to thank the Lord for that word tonight. You know, you should uh, go back over those scriptures and let them speak to your heart. Because this, these kinds of temptations come to everybody. It doesn't matter what your age group is, amen, or what your gender is. You're not so holy that the devil can't try to get a hold of you. He tries to get hold of people all the time, all different kinds of ways. Amen. So until you're dead, he's going to keep trying, (laughs) and that's just the truth. So we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a male teacher at an all-girls grammar school has been awarded 45,000 pounds after he was sacked over sex assault claims. Pupils later said had been made up for fun. So they thought this was a prank. Jonathan Hawker, who taught math and computing, lost his job at Devonport High School for Girls after pupils said he assaulted them by touching their thighs and massaging their shoulders. He endured the brutal experience of being arrested at his home before being dismissed from the Plymouth School for Gross Misconduct. His appeal against the sacking was then rejected, police dropping the charges. He has now been awarded 44,868 pounds, or his annual salary, after an employment tribunal ruled the school's investigation was wholly inadequate. The school also failed to provide a safe working environment for its staff, in particular men, the panel added. The tribunal, held remotely at Bristol, 
heard a student wrote a statement to her tutor that another girl identified only as student H had said Mr. Hawker had touched her leg. Ruth Morgan, the head of safeguarding, spoke to student H, who said that during a lesson, Mr. Hawker had knelt down next to her and put his hand on her thigh, the tribunal heard. Further discussions with other pupils, Mrs. Morgan heard of a similar incident described by students, as well as false rumors Mr. Hawkins had been previously suspended for touching a a year nine student and had an affair with a sixth former. The hearing was told that on the instruction of the school's acting head, Beverly Bell, Miss Morgan took statements from the girls. One girl, student D, reported that Mr. Hawker had made her feel very uncomfortable by massaging my shoulders and stroking my arm. She said she had seen Mr. Hawker stroking other girls' thighs and that other girls, student G and student F, had said that happened to them. The teacher was also accused of winking at girls, the panel was told. Mr. Hawker was suspended pending investigation on June 28, 2021. However, in July, two girls from the year above said they had been stood with the group of accusers. When they admitted they tried to get Mr. Hawker fired for fun, the hearing was told. Now, wasn't that intelligent? This was passed on to the head. But the tribunal heard the school appeared to reject the older girl's account. Mr. Hawker was arrested on September 2021 after two of the original group agreed to police involvement, the hearing was told. An internal investigation was launched at the school in November, and he was dismissed in February 2022. Police dropped all charges a month later. Employment Judge Martha Street upheld his claim of unfair dismissal and criticized the school's investigation into the girls' allegations. A fair investigation would at the least have included a transcript of the interviews with them, she said. I make no finding on whether Mr. Hawker committed the misconduct alleged. What I can say is that if he is innocent and a playground plot can end a career and destroy a reputation, the school is not providing a safe working environment for its staff, in particular for its male staff. No reasonable employer would conclude that the younger girls were giving truthful evidence in good faith without question, that is, without exploring the contrary evidence, including the contemporary evidence from the older girls of a plot against Mr. Hawker. The disciplinary and appeal panel failed in their evaluation of the evidence. 
The judge said that the disciplinary panel and subsequent appeal panel was presented with wholly inadequate findings. In a career-ending case, the investigation has to be as full as possible. Fell well short of that. The school accepted the evidence of the younger pupils without challenge or explanation and discounted, ignored, or avoided finding contrary evidence. So now, what do you think of that? Now, what it does not mention is the role of the parents in this. Had that been one of my daughters, I would have grilled her from dawn to dusk until I got to the bottom and got to the truth of the matter out of her. You see, parents have a role in this too. And it's not a prank to lie on somebody. It's sin. It's a crime. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge, we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications in the previous case and cases like it. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a John Hopkins University professor appeared to advise a self-described sex work to create a mass movement to promote the idea of children in the sex industry, according to audio recorded by an undercover journalist during the Socialism 2023 conference. Carlin Borsinsko, a psychologist and an independent reporter, attended three days of the most prominent socialist conference in the country, which took place in Chicago from September 1 to September 4. The conference hosts socialists and activists throughout the country for discussions on topics, including Marxism and strategies for left-wing causes. One of the panels titled The Politics of Childhood featured Jules Gill-Peterson, a male associate professor at John Hopkins University and a scholar of transgender history who identifies as female. Sophie Lewis, the author of Full Surrogacy, Surrogacy, Feminism Against Family, was another speaker on the panel. In a statement earlier this month to campus reform, Borsensko said that before she began recording, the panel discussed abolishing the age of consent. The reporter also noted that most of the audience appeared accepting of the idea of having a right to solicit sex. The, wait a minute. Let me go back and reread that. The reporter also noted that most of the audience appeared accepting of the idea of children having a right to solicit sex. Socialists do not believe that children are the private property of their parents. They believe children are little adults that can make all their own decisions. The context of the clip is that there 
had already been a complete hour-long discussion of liberating children from their parents. During the panel's question and answer portion, an attendee named Chanel introduced herself as a sex worker activist and said she didn't think she would ask her question if the event was live streamed. The activist asked whether young people in the sex industry should be considered part of a children's liberation vision. According to the activists, young people in the sex industry deserve and need rights at minimum actual liberation and justice. There's just like a utopia I had never really thought of before because the world feels so separated and the issue of youth and sex work is so incredibly loaded, she said. The activist at one point said that her activism includes working at the intersection of migrant, justice, capitalism, and sex work, and that she would like to see a liberation movement for the children that includes highly marginalized kids on the street and people selling sex to survive. Are we just like walking into too much trouble to try to even address that when talking about that when talking about the rights of children? Ch- Chanel asked, instead of responding to what Gil Peterson describes as moral panic, the professor questioned what other strategies should be considered for creating capacities of courage and truly a sense of solidarity. If you're part of a project trying to think about the young people's role in the sex industry, one of the ways that you might feel like you're going to be able to lend time and energy to that effort is if it doesn't feel like you would be hung up to dry alone for it, right? The professor replied. So a mass movement has a kind of persuasive value, Gil Peterson continues. According to the panel's description, the discussion focused on the urgent project and problem of solidarity across reproductive justice and trans justice movement. The panel takes place amid nationwide debates about whether states should ban surgeries and the prescription of hormones for minors confused about their sex. In a full recording of the panel published on Borsinsko's Substack, both panelists can be heard describing social concerns about children as moral panic, with Gil Peterson referring to this as one of the oldest political playbooks in the United States. Borzensko previously covered another speech Gil Peterson gave at Lewis and Clark College as part of a gender studies symposium titled Transition and Abortion as Vernacular Medicine. 
During his speech, the professor encouraged the use of do-it-yourself hormones. Well, isn't that called sorcery? Although he acknowledged that the practice can be dangerous, do-it-yourself is not inherently free from danger or risk, but nothing is in life, he said. So I think it's a question of who do we trust more to negotiate and arrange risk and management risk and danger in a way that we feel good about. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge on all of that and thanking him for it in advance. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. There are signs in the yard of some of the more liberal neighbors in my town that say, among other things, no human is illegal. That seems to align with the current concept of border protection that has now allowed over 1.5 million folks across our southernmost boundary in the past three years. Mind you, that is just an estimate because no one really knows how many have come over illegally. Compounding the problem is that a vast portion of the ones who have crossed over under the watchful eye of Washington are now missing because they simply were not documented before being released into the heartland to roam freely and unobstructed. Apparently, there are so many of these folks that the various agencies just don't have the time to keep up with them all. While these statistics should be of concern to every citizen as well as those immigrants who have attempted to come into our country in a legal manner, there are some additional undercurrents that should give great pause, particularly to those who hold Christian values. A recent news study revealed that due to some procedural changes, illegal migrants are going to be able to get their green cards first as thousands get their green cards first as thousands of faith leaders are to be deported. The article focused on the plight of Torbon Sondergaard, who fled with his family from Denmark with only their suitcases because of religious persecution. They entered America through proper channels and have been allowed to remain until this past June when Torbon was arrested by the Joint Terrorism Task Force and ultimately deported after being held in custody for over a year because he had overstayed his visa. Speaking about this matter at a House subcommittee hearing in July, U.S. Representative Higgins stated that Sondergaard is a legal immigrant from Denmark, came to our country legally, applied for asylum properly, and had no criminal charges. He was arrested for overstaying his visa. He's been incarcerated and in solitary confinement for over one year. He's been persecuted by this administration and targeted, we believe, because he's an evangelical Christian minister. Believing in the promise of America, the Sondergaard family tried to do everything right and yet were targeted for harsh treatment by a government seemingly intent on allowing everyone else into our country. Maybe Congressman Higgin is right in his assessment. 
Likewise, another family with a similar plight was highlighted in a recent report. This time it involves the Roma-like family who fled their native Germany and fought unsuccessfully unsuccessfully for religious asylum to homeschool their children. Apparently, the Romeoite children were pulled from the public school system in their home country over concerns that dictated curriculum was warping their children's personalities and attacked family values. Sound familiar? Additionally, Germany effectively bans homeschooling or any other curriculum that doesn't coincide with what is promulgated by a government dictate. Despite having lived legally in the United States for over 15 years, apparently with the government's blessing, they are now facing deportation next month. In 2014, they were granted deferred action status under the Obama administration. Yet earlier this month, an immigration and customs enforcement officer told the family they had four weeks to apply for German passports ahead of their deportation, with zero explanation for the sudden expulsion, according to the report. Speaking of the Roma-like case, Senator Marsha Blackburn penned a letter this past week to DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that said in part, as millions of illegal immigrants flood across our southern border and disappear into our country, your immigration authorities have chosen to punish a family who has built their lives in Tennessee within the legal parameters of our immigration system. Fortunately, through the yeoman efforts of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, the Biden administration bowed to intense public and congressional pressure and has currently rescinded the immediate deportation order. However, based on the one-year stay order, the Roma-like family will potentially have to face this whole sordid scenario at the end of that time period. At this point, it does appear that there is at least a short-lived victory, if nothing more. Unfortunately, these do not appear to be isolated events. There is, however, a disturbing pattern being played out through these controversies as our government chooses to spend its resources against Christians instead of focusing on the mass invasion of unknowns coming across the southern border. At Southern Evangelical Seminary, we are keenly aware of increased attacks on religious freedom in our country. Many would like to lay the total blame for these assaults against the most basic of our freedoms at the feet of the Biden administration or whoever is in control in Washington these days. While that may or may not be the case, the truth is that the powers of darkness have set their sights on anyone who would name the name of Christ and truly mean it. Make no mistake, persecution is at hand, and Christ's followers should take heed and become involved and at the same time prepare themselves for what is to come. It is quite understandable that there will be those who will quickly disregard this claim and label it as nothing more than a conspiracy theory. However, when a theory, whether formed in conspiracy or not, becomes fact, then it turns into a fulfilled prophecy, and it is playing out right before our eyes. If our religious liberty is diluted or taken away, 
Can any of our freedoms be safe? Wake up America before it's too late. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication on sex. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning an England-based online child protection group involved in stings of alleged sexual predators claims over 1,500 people a year are being snared by so-called pedophilic pedophile hunting groups in the UK. Fleetwood enforces a group that has been running volunteer-led investigations into internet groomers since 2018 said a lack of police funding has led to predator hunters filling a vacuum to catch those preying on children in Britain. Analysis has found that in the past eight months alone, stings carried out by groups such as Fleetwood Enforcers have led to more than 125 men and women accused of online grooming offenses either being arrested, charged, or put before the court. They include drag artist Andrew Way, an LGBT pride organizer, known as Miss Jen, who was last week jailed for almost three years for sending explicit and sexualized messages to what he thought was an underage boy. The 61-year-old admitted to attempting to engage in sexual communications with a child, as well as breaching an existing sexual harm prevention order at Carnarfon Crown Court, Wales. His activities were uncovered after a joint operation by two groups, Lincolnshire-based Guardian Angels and Stop Sting. The Sting-targeted way was streamed live to Facebook on July 3rd with multiple members of both groups confronting the man in a park, in a public car park. Way believed he had been speaking with a 14-year-old boy online and had, in fact, been communicating with an adult posing as a child decoy, a strategy used by volunteer anti-child grooming groups to fish out those targeting minors on the Internet. News persons spoke to some of those involved in prominent U.K. pedophile hunting groups. One man working with Fleetwood Enforcers said that not all of the group's stings lead to successful prosecutions. I can tell you that over 1,500 a year are arrested through teams like ourselves, he said. Not all are successful prosecutions due to thir- certain things that happen on a sting, like a team being violent with the, sus- the suspect pleads mental health. Mm-hmm. Some of those charged with offenses relating to the covert activities of the groups also face a long time a long time within the justice system before being brought to court. According to Casey, a member of the England-based Children's Voices team, some cases have been involved in gathering evidence for have taken years to come before the court. Cases can take up to three years before they are charged or convicted due to digital downloads of all their devices, she said really just depends on if they are a reoffender. We had one arrested in January. He was sentenced this month. Another was a reoffender of a real child 
who had been stung three times in 12 months and will be sentenced in eight weeks. We still have ongoing cases from 2021 who haven't been charged yet, so they are still under investigation. Asked about police attitudes toward their work, the Fleetwood Enforcer spokesperson said, I think it all depends on the attitude of the people on the ground that day towards the police that determines their attitudes with us. But I've never had a problem with them. The police are extremely underfunded, and if they had the funding, it would be them doing what we do. But the funding isn't there, unfortunately. He added, a lot of people blame the police, but it's all down to the funding they receive and what they're allowed to spend their resources on. The rise of so-called pedophile hunters began in 2014, and since then their work and activities have been heavily praised and criticized, particularly by the police. Referred to as online child activist groups, most police forces say they do not proactively engage in online child activist group activities but will assess any intelligence provided to them. In 2019, the National Police Chiefs Council led for online child abuse activist group, Assistant Chief Constable Dan, whatever his name is, previously accused the groups of often exceeding the boundaries of the law. He warned some were perpetuating offenses, including extortion, blackmail, and exhibiting violence against those that they are targeting. He said more than 250 prosecutions coming through the work of these groups was a positive, but pointed out that every month UK law enforcement agencies arrested more than 500 suspected child abusers. Some of those prosecutions may have diverted police resources from more significant offenders. Overall, the activities of of these groups is not positive. In 2020, following a huge rise in the number of groups streaming stings of individuals across the UK, a landmark ruling was made on whether the activities, the evidence gathered by pedophile hunters is lawful. The Supreme Court ruled that the interests of children have priority over any interest a pedophile could have in being allowed to engage in criminal conduct. The case was brought by Mark Sutherland, who was caught by pedophile hunting group Groom Resisters Scotland two years earlier. The court held that such evidence obtained by pedophile hunters can be used in criminal trials and that doing so does not breach a defendant's human rights. Sutherland was arrested, prosecuted using evidence gathered by the activist group in jail for two years in August 2018. Other serious controversies surround the impact of pedophile hunting activity which includes the live streaming of suspects sometimes to social media audiences of tens of thousands. According to the Mail Online, eight people are known to have taken their own lives after being confronted by predator groups over the last number of years. They include 47-year-old Nigel Sherratt, whose body was found at a house in Cannock, Staffordshire, in August 2018, two days after he was stopped by members of a vigilante group, soul survivors, in his car. The group posed as a 14-year-old girl in Facebook chats and claimed he had tried to groom her. They also confronted him 
with printouts of messages containing sexually explicit language, according to the news site. 47-year-old David Baker was arrested after a confrontation with a trap group in Southampton on October 14, 2017. He was questioned on suspicion of arranging to meet a child age under 16 before being released under investigation. The gardener was found dead at his home in Wickham, Hampshire, three days later after taking an overdose of prescription medication an inquest was told. Baker's fiance, his daughter and granddaughter, fled their home after his arrest out of fear of an attack on the property. And I'm going to let you finish reading the rest on your own. And we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The U.S. will give Israel tens of thousands of 155-millimeter artillery shells that were originally set aside for Ukraine, Axos reported on Thursday. The Israeli military reportedly told the Pentagon that it needed the shells to prepare for a ground invasion of Gaza. The U.S. maintains a stockpile of ammunition at a facility in Israel, which only U.S. forces have access to. Earlier this year, year, the U.S. began taking shells from this facility and another stockpile in South Korea in order to meet Ukraine's massive demand for ammo. Israel, Israeli officials told the U.S., told the news site that the U.S. will now be refilling this stockpile with ammunition from its own stocks that had been earmarked for Ukraine at the direct request of the Israeli government. The officials said that the shells will arrive in Israel in the coming weeks. comes a day after U.S. President Joe Biden visited Israel. After Biden met with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in Tel Aviv, the letter said that the U.S. president had promised him a massive, unprecedented package of military aid. It is unclear for his statement whether the Israeli prime minister was referring to the artillery shells. The conflict between Israel and Hamas erupted at a crucial time for Ukraine. With its summer counteroffensive over having achieved only minimal gains at an enormous human cost, Kiev is currently lobbying European nations that can't manufacture the arms it needs, while American officials are reportedly preoccupied with rushing weapons to Israel. We need some support from the leaders, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said during an impromptu visit to Israel, to NATO, I'm sorry, headquarters in Brussels last week. It's important there are long-distance missiles or long-distance weapons. The problem's how to get it. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has insisted that Washington can afford to fight two foreign wars. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe she ought to donate her money. However, funds allocated to Ukraine by Congress are drying up, and President Joe Biden is now reportedly trying to convince an increasingly Ukraine-skeptic Republican Party to okay $60 billion in military and economic aid for Kiev by tying it to a $10 billion package for Israel, which the GOP would traditionally be more amenable to supporting. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning all such, and we thank him for his 
intervention. Amen. Praise God. At least, saints, you can't say the world we live in is boring. There's something drastic going on every second of the day. Amen. Brother Marshall, it's time to pray. Can you hear me on this phone? Yes, I can hear you just fine. Okay. I wasn't sure which phone you went to. Okay. God bless. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Boy, oh, boy. After Pastor Sabrina's talk today, we need your grace. The devil is very, very busy. His time, he knows his time is short. He knows he can't repent. He knows he's going to lake a fire. He knows the, the Bible better than any pastor. He knows our biology better than any doctor. He knows the, the science better than any scientist. And he's bent on killing, stealing, and destroying. So, Father, you said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be sozo, shall be delivered. We ask you to save and deliver all those in harm's way, Father God, in every nation, every area, and every region, including their children. And every one of these situations that Pastor Sabrina has just read through, Father God, in Jesus' name, <clears throat> including those people that are seriously, seriously deluded, Father God, and they think it's just fun to make, uh, to accuse us, what was he, a, a math teacher at a girls' school in England, just for fun, <laughs> Father. And some of these people think that children can make nice adult decisions. Well, sometimes children need to. You know, when I was a child, I thought like a child, right? Wasn't that scripture in First Corinthians 13? So, Father, I used to think like a child, too, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing up. But you said, all of my children shall be taught of the Lord. In uh, Isaiah 54, I think it's around verse 13. All of my children shall be taught of the Lord. He great shall be the peace of my children. Teach those children, those girls at the girls' school, to know what's right, to respect others. Father, I think a lot of this is happening all over the earth because a lot of people have drifted away from actually hearing the wisdom that only comes from your word. It really does only come from your word. Britain used to be called Britain. Brit, that's the uh, Jewish name for um, what they do at the uh, circumcision, have a cutting. So we need to cut ourselves free from the, the sins of this past our past life the, the the foolishness of our childishness, our thinking, thinking. But that, but when a little Jewish boy is circumcised, they don't do that for girls, fortunately. In some some nations, they try to pretend to do circumcisions for girls in a very demonic way. But Father God, the Jewish boys, that was required before the New Covenant came along. It was. That's why Moses was almost killed by the Lord in Genesis. Where was it? No, was it Genesis? Exodus 4. His wife said, my bloody husband you are. Why was that? Because he, she didn't want to circumcise her little boy because she didn't grow up Jewish. Her husband, this guy this, this, this guy who was raised as an Egyptian, Moses, he said he, he wanted to keep the covenant. So God was about to kill him, but she went ahead and circumcised her child because she realized God was going to take out Moses. Now, that's pretty sobering. And some people think that the people can just uh, ignore communion. They can just ignore what the blood is all about. They can just pretend that Jesus didn't shed his blood because it was just a kind of a nice little religious thing to do. They didn't realize how incredibly important it is. 
Because apart without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So, Father, we plead that blood over all those that are will be members of the body of Christ. You said many, many in the valley of decision, Father God. Not just the children at the girls' school, Father God. My younger sister went to an all-girls school, Father. And they wouldn't even allow them to have coffee because it was a stimulant. Or, or strong tea. So, Father God, boy, things have changed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She didn't stay there very long, but, Father God, she was there for a season. Hmm. Hmm. Father, we ask you to help all those people, including those that are being unjustly accused. Not just the, the situation in England, uh, United Kingdom with this gentleman that lost his job. I'm glad he got his back pay. But Father God, what about his what about his reputation? That that must smite. There might be some people who say, well, and he probably looked at the funny. No. Father, we ask you to deliver all those that are being unjustly accused. And we know you you do promise us in your word those that will of godly will suffer persecution. But that other adjudication, Father God, concerning all those people that were genuine Christians that came here from wherever it was, Germany or Denmark. People used to come to this nation because it was known as a Christian nation. The U.S. sent lots of missionaries all over the earth. And I thank you, Father God, for the Christians in Africa and other nations that are sending missionaries to the United States. Father God, we ask you to draw multitudes, multitudes to the Lord Jesus, Father God. Yet you draw us with no one comes to the Lord Jesus save you draw them. You had to get a hold of those people from wherever it was, Denmark or Germany, just as well as any other country, Father God. The people in Africa, the people in, in Canada, the people in, in any, every, any, any, every nation, Father God, including in China. Every nation. And some people, they see Christianity as a much more formal thing like Russian Orthodox out of Ukraine or in Russia or... But some of them really do have a genuine love of the Creator, Father God, because they got they were drawn with your loving kindness. So why did he hang on that cross? Oh, Father, give people a vision. You said, my people perish for lack of vision. Somewhere in Proverbs 29 or something. So, Father, give people that vision. They can say, why did this man, who's reported to come in the flesh, and he did, if we say he didn't, then, of course, that's the Antichrist spirit. But he did come in the flesh, in 2 Corinthians chapter, whatever, 2nd, no, not 2 Corinthians, 2nd um, John, whatever it is, the epistle, 2nd epistle of John, as well as the first epistle. It says that we have to say Jesus came in the flesh, but well, he did. And people realize he suffered as a man in the flesh, horrifically. He was not only despised and rejected by his own people, he was a Jewish man, was rejected by a lot of Jewish people, but some accepted him. Most of his disciples were Jewish, except for, was it Luke? They were Jewish. Father, we ask you to draw multitudes to the Lord Jesus, Father God, including those in the U.S. government, those congressmen that Pastor Sabrina was praying about, Father, U.S. Congress, federal government, those that can repent, Father God, Maybe they're working for USA Corporation. But maybe they can actually work for the people for a change. Like people, most people think they are. They think they're public servants, Father God. They don't realize what's really going on because their eyes have been blinded, Father God, by all this 
nonsense that's been going on for so long, so very, very long, Father God. By that separate little country called the District of Columbia, so separate from the U.S. of A. So, Father God, we ask you, Father God, to help those and those people, including this professor from Johns Hopkins who thinks he's going to really help a lot of a lot of young children. What was his name? Jules Gill Peterson at Johns Hopkins who wants to help the transgender history. I wonder where he's coming from. Hmm. What spirits he has on board? Because just Jesus knows what's in every male. He knows what's in me, and he's working on me. From from glory to glory, I'm being changed as I die daily to selfishness and pointing my finger at everybody else. Because whatever you accuse somebody else of, you're guilty of yourself. Father God, I've been very wrong in the past, and I don't want to continue being wrong. I want to do things that are right in your sight. Through all this, Professor, if you can save his soul, you tell us to pray for those who despitefully use us. Father God, you got a hold of that man who was going to change his sex and become a woman. They came to Pat Holiday, and she had great empathy for him. She realized he was terribly hurt. He was looking for affirmation in ways that didn't make sense to most people, but she realized it was just the, the, the young person inside looking for acceptance, Father God, and he was terribly rejected. And she realized it was just demons. He just needed to repent. And she knew who she was because she belongs to Jesus did and still does. She just happens to be outside of earthly body in heaven. But And we don't talk to her anymore. We don't have communion with the dead. No. It's physically dead. But uh, you're not the God of the dead. You're the God of the living. Because we all live unto you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you that this, this man can be saved and those children, the many, many, many children that are being groomed, Father God. Those people that have been Bewitched, Father God. We bind those bewitching spirits, mind control spirits. Every, I think that's what the book's about, mind control, and spirits affecting the mind. Father God, we, we heard about uh, Pastor uh, Holiday and Pastor Sabrina talking about uh, things, subliminals coming through the TV. and through Just the simple little programs on TV and the commercials and all those things, the subliminals and all that. I mean, not just the people that go to fast food, Stores and they, they they have the the aroma pumped out there of the of the grilling whatever it is uh, chicken or, or beef or whatever it's supposed to be anyway. God knows what in those things they're selling. We've had a little hint about that. Father God, we ask you, Father God, to help those people that are salivating for things of this world, this hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yes, we all need to have physical food from time to time. We can't have a hundred percent water only fast for the rest of our lives unless we're just here for maybe a short relatively short period of time in the natural of course you could keep us supernaturally you kept Moses and he did pray and fast of course he was in your very presence in the Shekinah glory the cloud maybe it was that moisture from that from because Jesus was water poured forth I don't understand it you rained down righteousness but he he didn't eat or drink in the natural for 40 days now that's I don't recommend that but he, he did that twice and he was the most humble man who lived before Jesus came. And yet he got a little bit bent out of shape. And he spoke unadvisedly with his lips, like it says in Psalms, and it talks about in the older part of the Torah, Father God. He spoke unadvisedly with his lips. He was so entertaining, a spirit of frustration and anger with those Jewish people who didn't want to be Jewish. 
Father God. They didn't want to do things God's way. Some people want to say not really Jewish, it's Godish, doing things God's way. Somebody who belongs to the Creator God. But there's some people who belong to that other God, the God of this world. So we bind that God of this world. Bind you, Satan. We bind the strong man. Bind every one of your underlings in Jesus' never spirit, Satan, to kill, steal, and destroy. Trying to groom the children, trying to cause confusion, and all those having these things, trying to bring out a nationwide debate, trying to get, drum up a lot of support from this very small minority. They want to make it, oh, don't speak against the transgenders. Don't speak against those that are trying to give uh, uh, little children their liberty. Oh, the devil's really good, isn't he? Really, really good with trying to say, oh, sure, sure, Eve, you, you can eat of that fruit. You will not surely die. But being separated from God is death. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And Father God gave him his life. As the Father has life in himself, shall be given to the Son to have life in himself. I think it's in John chapter 5. What is that? He was in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world unto himself. It says in, where's that? First, it's in Corinthians 5, 19, somewhere. I believe it's first or second, I don't remember. But he was in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world unto himself. And Father, we know you accepted the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. That's the power of the cross, because Jesus hung there. And you accepted that sacrifice, because Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That was the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, because Jesus, his whole body, he had the crown of thorns. He was whipped. He had blood pouring down from his head, over his lips, coming down his face. And that's what he was speaking to the so-called good thief, in the end of the of the of book of Luke, said, this day will you be with me in paradise. Father, many of us want to hear that, that this day, when we leave our earthly bodies, we're going to be with Jesus in paradise. We're not going to go the other way. The way of life is above to the wise, may depart from hell beneath, I think it says in, in I know it says that in Proverbs, in, let me get 1524 maybe. And it's, there's, there's, there, there's, there's a real hell and there's a real, there's a real heaven. And Father God, we know Jesus is going to create new heavens, new earth, but Father God's going to speak it into being. Because this old earth, you already purged the first one, you flooded the whole earth, and you rescued Noah, you found him faithful. And Father God, there's a few people on this earth, we ask you to watch over those people that are being evicted, being kicked out of the U.S. because they're Christians, Father God. Help them to go where you want them to go and keep them safe, Father God, and their children and their family members. That man who was like the January 6th, was put in solitary confinement for a year just because he was a Christian. He did nothing wrong, except in the sight of the, ooh, the Satanists. So, Father, we bind every one of those spirits to speaking. That, that scripture Pastor Sabrina talked about from Isaiah 5, calling, what was it? Good, evil, and evil, good? Oh, there it is. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and Sweet for better. You said, Father God, woe unto them. So these people, like those people from Johns Hopkins that is calling evil good and good evil, Father God, we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication, all these people, if they can repent, save their souls, any of those involved, especially the children, Father God, and those that cannot repent, it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. We ask for adjudication for all those. People who have been attacked, as uh, Representative Higgins from uh, Louisiana said, this fellow 
uh, Sondergaard and his family, who were kicked out just because he's a Christian minister, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for standing up for those that are standing up for you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that who was that man? The, the the minister who came from Poland. He knows what communism's all about. He came out of Poland, Father God. Mm. I'll come to him in a second, Father God. From Canada, Father God. He was put in prison repeatedly. He was just trying to have a church service. He said, oh, no, 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 the government's superior to the, to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, no, it's not. Jesus is Lord of all. They didn't want to hear about that. And so they put him in prison, Father God. He tried to have a little uh, pep talk with the uh, the truckers that, that were trying to stand up uh, to bring uh, a redress of grievances. It's kind of like January 6th. They didn't want anybody to talk back against this nice uh, little descendant from Castro who pretending to be the legally elected person in, Can- in Canada, Father God. But, Father God, he was... He was put in prison, but he has been released, Father God. And he's been released. He went back there willingly. He knew he, he knew he was going into prison, Father God. But you will deliver your prisoners, Father God. And I thank you for doing so for all those that have been persecuted, all those that are trying to kick out of different areas. Father God, you show me in Acts chapter 12 when, when Paul was brought out. But there's a, I just saw another one just the other day in Acts chapter 5. It's a good thing to continue in the Word. Acts 5, where is it? Uh, 19. Acts 5.19 But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand ye and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they had heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and talked. But the high priest came, and they there with him, and called the council together, and all the senate and the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly we found shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. So the doors were still locked. But you sent, in Acts 2.19, the angel of the Lord that brought them out by night. So whether you opened the doors and they went through, and then you locked them again, and you had a night, you caused those guards to be sound asleep so they didn't notice that. You sent angels to make those that were coming against Lot and his family and the, 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 the angels that had come there looking like men, like regular men. And the people of Sodom and Gomorrah wanted to have sex with them. And, and, and the Thank you. 